Good morning, Oregon. It's Friday, February 17th. This is Elena Neal Sachs with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Before we get to the news, I have a quick reminder. Starting next week, Monday news briefings will come out around noon Pacific time. The timing for Tuesday through Friday briefings will stay as is. All right, on to the news. The leaders of three Portland-area governments have united against a May ballot measure that would enact a capital gains tax to provide legal defense for tenants facing eviction. Those opposing the measure include Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, Multnomah County Chair Jessica Vega-Peterson, and Metro Council President Lynn Peterson. Wheeler said he opposes the measure in part because he fears it could drive investment out of Portland. If passed, Measure 26238 would levy an adjustable countywide capital gains tax, initially set at 0.75%. The funds would provide free legal representation for all tenants facing eviction. Proponents hope the new tax will raise between $12 and $15 million per year. Last year, landlords filed more than 6,500 residential eviction cases in Multnomah County. Only 9% of tenants in those cases had legal representation, while over half the landlords did. We've got another update in the Oregon bourbon scandal. This week, dozens of state lawmakers from both parties fervently denied they ever accepted or requested a bottle of liquor from any Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission employee. The Oregonian emailed 66 sitting lawmakers who were in office last year when the commission apparently discontinued the practice of setting aside bottles of liquor. Last July, an OLCC director told a human resources investigator that he routinely fulfilled requests, not just for employees, but also lawmakers. He didn't name names, though. It's also unclear whether any lawmakers specifically requested the elusive bourbon Pappy Van Winkle. Every Oregon senator who received an email from the Oregonian said they had not received or sought a bottle of liquor from the commission. Every House Democrat also responded this way. Only one House Republican answered the Oregonian's questions, saying she never received or sought liquor from the commission. Five members of the Republican House caucus gave the same response, declining to comment. The remaining seven House Republicans did not respond. The state of Montana and several fuel industry groups are suing Portland over the city's efforts to curb the expansion of fossil fuel terminals. A federal lawsuit filed earlier this week alleges Portland is blocking interstate transportation of fuels and exports to Asia, as well as discriminating against out-of-state companies. The lawsuit zeroes in on a city code prohibiting new fuel terminal construction or expansion and limiting fuel tanks to 2 million gallons, which is too small for an international distribution terminal. There are currently 11 terminals along the Willamette River in northwest Portland. They store and transport fuels such as crude oil, natural gas, and biofuels. The operators include Chevron, BP West Coast, and Zenith Energy. One of the city's main reasons for the ban is concerns that fuel stored at terminals in northwest Portland could cause serious public safety and environmental hazards to the Willamette River, the surrounding industrial district, and the rest of the city in the event of a major earthquake. Several Multnomah County libraries are about to get a makeover. Four projects that will increase Portlanders' access to library and community services are scheduled to begin in the coming weeks. 
The projects are part of a nearly $400 million rebuilding effort funded by a 2020 voter-approved bond measure. The Midland Library in southeast Portland is already closed for renovation and expansion. The groundbreaking begins today with a ceremony. The Albina Library on Northeast Knott Street will close on Saturday, March 18th for upgrades and expansions. Finally, the North Portland Library on North Killingsworth is set to close on Wednesday, April 5th and reopen in the summer of 2024. That project will feature a Black cultural center, among other indoor and outdoor expansions. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.